Welcome to Life Church Podcasts. We know you'll be blessed by this message. So, uh, I said to my little lady wife the other day, could you cut my hair? And she said, yeah, no problems. And uh, the only thing was, I forgot I'd done a bit of work on the clippers and I took the number one thing off them. And so Pam went zoom, zoom, zoom up here. And then uh, she started laughing. She said, oh, no, no. I forgot the number one thing's not on there. I'll put it on and just do the rest. And I said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Be like those men of Israel. They shaved half their head off, remembering that hair on the other. I can't do that. So um, so it's had to all go the same. So, yeah, but I like it. It's good. So uh, praise God. Great time of worship, wasn't it? Beautiful. And... Uh, I don't know what God's been doing in your life, but he's been doing things, I know that. So, uh, praise God. So, Father's Day, Exodus chapter 19. So, what's this got to do with fathers? Not a whole lot at all, but I want to introduce something. So, uh, Exodus 19, 9, and uh, this is when Israel are at Mount Sinai, they're on their journey from Egypt to the promised land and they come to Mount Sinai and God has uh, been speaking with Moses up the mountain and so in verse 9 it says and the Lord said to Moses behold I come to you in the thick cloud that the people may hear when I speak with you and believe you forever so Moses told the words of the people to the Lord uh, to the Lord. Uh, Moses told the words of the Lord to the people. Got it the wrong way around. And so there, verse 10, the Lord said to Moses, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their clothes. Let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down upon Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. You shall set boundaries for the people all around saying, take heed to yourselves that you do not go up to the mountain or to touch its base whoever touches the mountain shall surely be put to death verse 16 then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there, there was thunder and lightning and a thick cloud on the mountain and the sound of the trumpet was very loud so that all the people who were in the camp trembled Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely covered in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in a fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked greatly. So that's pretty scary, isn't it? Uh, God came right down and I don't know how we could liken that to anything this morning but to say that if God's here, if you go too near the platform this morning, you'll be killed. Uh, that, that would be, you'd be pretty respectful, wouldn't you? If you touch the walls, you're going to be killed. And if there was an earthquake and the whole building shook and there was fire and smoke and, and uh, this was really, 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 really scary time. And the, the sound of the trumpet was loud. So who was blowing the trumpet? As an angel blowing a trumpet and it was very loud. 
Can you understand the, how the people would have been feeling? That they didn't have the liberty or the freedom that we have got today. And they would have been, whoa, this is, this is, this is scary stuff. And so I was thinking about this the other day, and the next thing that came to my mind was the tabernacle. And we know that during Moses' uh, time up the mountain, God gave him plans as to how to make a movable temple. That's really what the tabernacle was. It was a temporary temple until they went into the land and they could build a permanent one. And so all the instructions that uh, uh, Moses was given. But in Exodus 28, 33, 4 and 5, just let me read it. Moses was given the instructions to make, make pomegranates of blue, purple and scarlet yarn around the hem of the robe with gold bells between them. The gold bells and the pomegranates are to alternate around the hem of the robe. Aaron must wear it when he ministers. The sound of the bells will be heard when he enters the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out so that he will not die. And so that's just part of a lot of instruction of what the priests had to do to minister. But essentially, when he went into the holy place, the very inner part of the tabernacle, the, 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 the uh, temple when they built it had a, a place, a holy place where the Ark of the Covenant, where God's presence was. And when he went in there once a year on the Day of Atonement to offer the animal blood as a sacrifice for the people's sin for the whole year, uh, he had to be dressed in all the right stuff. And he didn't just wander in and say, hey God, how you doing? Here's the blood. It wasn't like that. They didn't have the access to God that we have today. And the people would be sort of pretty uptight about it all. And they'd be thinking, I hope God accepts this blood. And you hear ring, 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 ring. And everywhere he walked, you hear the bells ringing. Ring, ring, ring. If the sound of the bells stopped, that was real, real, real scary. Because what had happened to him? Oh, ring, ring, oh no, he's still moving. And if they stopped altogether, or if you heard a loud sort of ring, 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 crash, and then silence, he'd done something wrong and he'd been killed. And, uh, uh, you know, the offering hadn't been accepted and... Uh, uh, there is legend that perhaps they tied a rope around their legs and that's not in scripture but it, there is recorded stuff that perhaps in, when they got off track a lot they did that so they could pull the priest out if he died while he was doing the job. And so that's all some pretty scary stuff, isn't it? And although in the Old Testament in different places, you know, the Old Testament prophets wrote about God being a father to Israel but it was sort of third person, it was never close, it was never clear. And then you come to, you know, how many years later? Several thousand. And uh, you come to the time when Jesus is on earth. And they sort of couldn't figure who he was. Some believed, some didn't know. Uh, some believed but didn't know exactly what they were believing. It was sort of all up in the air a little bit, wasn't it? And so Jesus is teaching the people... And, uh, uh, you know, they were loving Jesus' teachings and loving his teaching sessions like their old religious teachers and instructors, the scribes and the Pharisees were dry and boring and the law was dry and boring and their 
additions to it were terrible and so there was nothing too exciting there. And now you've got this man, Jesus, and he's teaching everything different to what they'd ever been taught before. You know, in from Matthew chapter 5, you'll, you'll, uh, if you read Matthew's Gospel, Jesus goes up onto a mountain and he's teaching there for a long time and a lot of the, the kingdom principles that we live by today, he taught there in Matthew chapters uh, uh, 5, 6 and 7, etc., etc. But in Matthew chapter 7, for example, verse 7, Jesus said this to the people, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who knocks, to him it will be given. It will be opened, sorry. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? So the people, obviously, you can understand, are, are listening and thinking, wow, knock, and you, it, you know, it'll be open to you, ask, and you'll be given. This is different from what we get taught all the time. I'd like to come to this church. It was movable. They followed him around, didn't he? They couldn't wait for the next sermon. Loved what Jesus was teaching. And in verse 11, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? And there's one of the first mentions in the New Testament of the idea of God being a father, an approachable father, a father who will give things to his children. You understand the principle being spoken there to the dads that would have been there. Obviously, you try and do good things for your kids. If they ask you, if they say, Dad, I'm hungry, you're not going to give them a snake or something that's going to kill them. You're going to give them good stuff. How much more will our Heavenly Father do the same? Give good gifts to those who ask him. And so he's given this incredible word picture, a mind picture of God being a Father who can be accessed and a Father whom uh, you know, we can ask and receive from. It was an amazing concept. This was all so different. And I wonder in the world around us today, I wonder in our towns and the people that we work with and we mix with, I wonder how many of them have got any clue as to God being a loving father. I would say probably very, very few of them. And that's what we need to get out to people, isn't it? We don't need to hit them over the head and, and you're a sinner and you're sinners and you're going to die, you need to you go to hell, you need to get saved. We need to say there's a loving father that cares about you. And I know sin's important to be dealt with too. That's why Jesus came. But they need to get the concept that God loves them and he cares for them. And when he says the things we shouldn't do, he says that because he cares about us, as we heard last week. And so it, it, it's very uh, interesting. But uh, I remember a couple of years ago, three or four years, I can't remember, I went away riding there for... Uh, one time and uh, went away for a couple of days to clear my head and run into an ABC reporter down in Dunkeld and uh, and uh, she ended up doing an interview with me. I didn't want to do it but I felt the Holy Spirit said to do it and uh, uh, and, and so 
she asked me things and et cetera, et cetera. She asked me firstly where I was going and I said I didn't know. And she said, well, you're lost. I can help you. I said, no, I'm not lost. Well, where are you going? I said, well, I don't know where I'm going. Well, you're lost. I said, no, I'm not. I'm just out of the office. I'm away. I'm just trying to have a bit of peace and quiet and just clear the brain and, well, well, where do you sleep? And I just roll out the swag somewhere and sleep. Seriously, I didn't know people still did that. Yeah, they still do. <laughs> and, uh, and so she said, I've got to interview you. And I said, who are you? And so her name was Lily Partington. She was an ABC reporter, Southwestern Victoria, and a radio. And so um, we did this interview and then... Uh, and she said, what's in the pack that you know, sits on the rack on, behind you on the seat on the bike? And I said, oh, look, I don't know, a spare jumper and coffee and a thing to make coffee. Can't live without coffee and uh, wet gear and not much else. And, uh, and she said, you've got an iPad there. And I said, oh, you've got an iPad. That's where my Bible's on, you know, so um, I've got to have an iPad. And so she sort of ended up the 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 uh, interview and then she said to me you seriously couldn't go away for two days without your bible you couldn't forget the rules and regulations in that time could you and so there's an example of what people think so what why, why do you think the bible is just rules and regulations god is just rules and regulations said well isn't that what it's about said no bible is god's letter it's god's book of instructions to us people whom he made and in there you find things that if you do them you will be blessed in living your life there's things in there God warns us not to do God loves us he doesn't want us to come to harm you'll find it's an amazing book it's full of great stuff and encouragement and said oh I could do a bit of that my grandma died last week and I'm still upset and I thought I'd imagine you would be First Peter 5, 7, Peter says, cast all your care on him because he cares for you. And so the lady's got tears rolling down amongst her mascara and all the war paint on her face and whatever you girls put on there. And now you're making me cry. I said, no, it's not me. I said, that's God whom we're talking about. It's his presence. It's God that's making you do that. People have got no concept of God. But I want you to know today that he is a father. Amen. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, Psalm 68, 5 and 6. But can I share you something else this morning? Mark chapter 14, verse 34. This is right in the middle of Jesus going to the cross. He is in the garden of Gethsemane. <coughs> he is... Uh, praying to God, he is, uh, he is seeking strength and whatever from Father God because whatever is coming is coming, like the process of him going to the cross is happening. And so in verse 34 it says, Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch. He went a little further and fell to the ground, and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. The hour, the moment, the thing that he faced. He prayed that he, he, he wouldn't, that it, you know, would go, that he wouldn't have to do it. 
And he said, Abba, Father. How's that? Abba, Father. In Matthew's Gospel, he said, My Father. Here it says, Abba, Father. Abba is a word in the old language for Father. But it's a word that means more Dad or even Daddy than Father. It's, it's a very personal... I mean, you know, I'm sure most of you probably call your dad, dad. Is that right? Or your kids, if they're young, call you daddy. Um, you, you don't, they don't refer to you as sir or, you know, a father. or They call you dad, you know, like it's personal between you and them. And, and that's what Jesus cried out here. Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. And being true to the will and the call of the Father, he went to the cross for us. But at that moment of deepest need, he said, Abba, Father, my dearest Father, my Dad. It was personal. It was, it was something very, very, very close. And uh, the truth is that, um, uh, that that intimate word, Adam, Abba, is only found three times in Scripture. That's the first place it's found. It's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 15, and it's found in Galatians chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 6. May I just read you the portion from Galatians? Uh, reads like this. Paul is saying, What I'm saying is that as long as an heir is underage, he is no different from a slave, though he owns the whole estate. So I'm sure you understand that. You can be left a billion dollars in, in your father's will, and if you're only four years old when he died, well, you're not going to inherit the money, eh? You It will be left in trust for you until you reached an age that, you know, the will said you were able to handle the money, I guess. And so the heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were underage, we were in slavery under the elementary rules uh, and spiritual forces of this world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might be adopted as sons. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father is the third and last time this is used in scripture, that word, Abba, Father. So you are no longer slaves, but God's children. And since you are his children, God has also made you heirs. Isn't that so beautiful? And because the spirit of God is in our hearts, and that's the same spirit that was in the Ark of the Covenant, that's the same spirit, that's the presence of God is, is in us. It's the same one that zapped people in the tabernacle if they did the wrong thing. That's how much God has dealt with the sin issue, otherwise we wouldn't be anywhere near him. The veil was torn. There's a, a, a way being made into the heavenlies. Uh, Hebrews teaches us where we have intimate fellowship with God and we can say what Jesus said back there in Mark's Gospel, 
our Father, my Father. It's, it's, it's unique because we can all say, my Father. I know little Ava was really happy when Matt came home from a week in Sydney. It's her daddy. Daddy's coming home, she told me. It's special. But it, it, is, is our daddy all of us? It's special to all of us. Amen. I'm so glad this morning I don't have to say the Father. I can say my Father. His disciples said, Jesus, teach us to pray. And he said, well, this is how you start. You say, my fa- our Father. In the plural, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Father. It's that concept of coming to a loving Father who cares about us. Who here had a father? Everyone. <laughs> Dumb question, isn't it? Who, who had a good father? I'm not even looking to see if my kids put their hand up or not. I'll leave that one. <laughs> I hope they did. I don't know. If you're a father here today and you're not sure if you're good enough, I can guarantee you this, you probably reckon you did your best and we all did that, didn't we? Who made a mistake? Made lots of them. But we did our best. But today we belong to a father in heaven. He doesn't make mistakes. He's able to provide for us in ways that nothing else could ever do, no one else could ever do. He is an amazing, amazing, amazing God. Luke chapter 12, verse 22, equals Matthew chapter 6, starting back about in the 20s somewhere. The verses don't correspond, obviously, but it's the same. Uh, Passage of Scripture is the same. It's the time when Jesus was talking uh, up on the mountain. And in Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, verse 22, he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Did you hear that, ladies? Did you hear what you will put on? Yeah. I just, I've been, I had a space, a wardrobe space all of my own. Now half of it's been taken over. Mine has been compressed into a little bit like it's very sad. And that there's still nothing to wear at times. It's amazing. So Jesus covered it here. Not to be anxious about what you will put on, you see. Life is more than food and the body more than clothing. The ravens he talks about. You know, who here doesn't have to live? We've all got to live, haven't we? We've got to have clothes. We've got to have somewhere to keep the rain off our heads. We've got to have physical food. That's why we work. It's why we do what we do. We've got to live. We've got to do it. We can't not, we can't opt out. We've got to, we've got to live. And Jesus knows that. You know, and sometimes just the whole thing of living can get so stressful. And, uh, and I've been there, folks. I've been there. I've been in business myself. And I, 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 I know stress. I know stress. Don't worry. And sometimes it can get like that and you have bank managers. I've never met one with a sense of humour yet. I don't know that they're all like that. But, uh, yeah, as long as the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, they're happy. 
And if we haven't got anything with which to dot the I's or the T's, we're in trouble, aren't we? And uh, they cause us stress. But Jesus is aware of all that. Because I, I, I just know every one of you today, you're living, you're trying to live. We've got to make a living. We've got to pay for things. But Jesus knew all that here. And, and he's right. He talks about the birds and they don't seem to stress. Him whistling in the morning, and I can't interpret what they're doing, but they don't sound stressed to me. Like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> can't pay the bill. I've got a bill on the fridge. <laughs> I can't pay it. It's not like that. It's just they just hang out, don't they? They just make all these beautiful sounds, and and uh, Jesus said, like, hey, just have a look at that. <laughs> you know, I know that you need these things. And what he's saying then is, seek the kingdom of God. It doesn't say uh, righteousness in, in uh, Luke's version, but Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Luke's version says, instead, seek his kingdom and these things will be added to you. And so we're to seek the kingdom. And can I just finish by saying this this morning? Verse 32 is a really, really good verse of Luke chapter 12. Because, you know, he says, seek the kingdom and all these things. I'll, I'll look after these things. You seek me, you seek my kingdom. You think you seek kingdom principles and kingdom blessing. Go after kingdom, learn kingdom, go after that, and I'll look after the other. That sounds a pretty good deal to me. And what you need to know is this. In verse 32, he says, fear not, little flock. Isn't that, isn't that cool? That's not fear, not you, all of you out there. haven't got a clue who you are. You're just numbers, but don't get scared. He didn't say that. He said, don't, don't be frightened, little flock, little, little. I, I, I sort of feel closer to him because he says little flock. Do you? I, I, I like that. It's personal. It's, it's, it's smaller. I can, I can handle I can grab that. Little flock. Like I know, I know about all of you. You know, to him we're just a little flock. He knows us by name. He even knows how many of them got cut off with the short version the other day. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Doesn't say that in Matthew's gospel. It's while it's good to read all the gospels and get the whole truth that is contained in them. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Isn't that beautiful? That's just really, really, really special to me. I, I love that. And uh, it's not like, oh, well, we've got to seek the kingdom and, whoa, that's going to be hard work and it's like we've got to dig this out and, whoa, it's so hard. It, no, he wants to give us the kingdom. Our good father, our heavenly father in, in, in heaven that loves us so much, as Matt was saying, that he gave his only son, loves us so much, he wants to give us the kingdom. I'll finish up with that there today. Amazing, amazing Father. And I trust that you more and more get to know him as a father. You know, I... I my poor old dad, he's, he hasn't got a lot, but he'd give you anything that he had. He just would give it to you. And, uh, and I remember at times when he had very little. I remember coming, driving one day, 
I went to Tawonga up in the Kiwa Valley to get my girlfriend, whose name was Pam, and take her over to my parents' place in Kyabram. And so about a couple of, I can't say miles, most of you will think I'm old. Um, what, are the, what have we got? Kilometres we've got now. A few K out of town. There was this bit of road they'd fixed up and it, it, it had been there for ages, you know. It had two soft edges, signs, and it was about three years they hadn't done anything. And, and so I was coming through this bit of road thing they were repairing and a truck come the other way and bang and put a stone right through me right, right hand front headlight. And I thought, you, <coughs> I can't say what I said. Um, in church, I was not very happy with the, with the truck breaking my right hand front headlight. And, uh, and then I just coming into Myrtleford and the police are coming out of town, turns around, pulls me over, says, your right hand front light is out, you're getting fined, car's unroadworthy. And I said, look, it happened out the road on that bit and I'm just coming in, I can't do anything until I get into town. I don't care. He says, it's not roadworthy without that and so you're getting a fine and blah, 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 blah. And so... And I, I was very unhappy, like I intended, and I did fix it when I got in there. It was in the day, like um, in, in the uh, in the evening, but there was servos and that open, and uh, and so I wasn't very happy. I remember I got home and I was fuming about the police. I'm sorry, but I just was fuming about the police, and. Uh, and my dad said, that's just so unfair that you haven't even got to where you can do anything about it. And you, he said, I, and so he paid my fine. He gave me money and uh, mum gave it to me and went to go home. And so what's this? Father wants to pay your fine. And uh, he was doing it tough at the time. And I, and I just said, no, no, I want you to have it. I'm your father. I don't, you know. And how much more does it say our Heavenly Father will give us, you know? So can I encourage you today, like, you have access to the throne. Be bold. Ask big things of God. Because he's able to do that. Amen? Let's stand today. Let's stand. As I said before, I know God has been ministering today. And I don't know what he's been doing in your heart. I know what he's been doing in mine. But uh, I'm just going to... Just pray for you all today. Can I do that? And uh, we'll go and enjoy Father's Day. Who's, who's, uh, is there any dads here today and you've been given chocolate? Any, any, we got a little chocky here, didn't we? Yeah. That's, that's a God thing, isn't it? Chocolate? Yeah. Yeah. That's a God food. That's, uh, yeah. That's why all the diet people don't like it. It's because it's a God food and they don't want you to have it. See, yeah. Under the guise of putting on weight and sugar, but it's really that they don't want God stuff for us. It's, yeah. I was quite disturbed to see in one of those clips earlier on there too, a dad supposedly catching a fish. So I'm sure they got that from the fish farm, put it on the hook, and we're dragging it out when the camera was going. It's, uh, I know how they do these things. But God is our Father, amen? And we can just come this morning and say, Father, just come into your presence today. Can you understand that back in the, in the Old Testament, they couldn't do it like that? 
They didn't have that sort of access. They, sin was covered. It wasn't dealt with. It was different. We're so blessed to be able to come and say, Father, come to you today. Father, this morning, I, I just ask your blessing on all this congregation today, all, the, all these people. I just know that you've been working, Father, through your spirit in everyone's heart during the worship today. You've been doing just good, good stuff, good work in our hearts today, and I thank you for that. Lord, I, I, I pray today that we would be able to uh, more and more have the, uh, uh, the, the thing in our heart that you are a father who loves us so much that you are a good father. Lord, sometimes as earthly fathers, we let our children down. And Lord, some people haven't had Christian fathers and have been very, very badly let down at times by earthly fathers. But Lord, your word clearly says in Psalm 68, you're a father to the fatherless. And Lord, those that don't have that connection with the Father. Lord, I pray today that, Lord, they will start to believe and see that they can have that connection to a Father that loves them absolutely passionately today. I ask that in the name of Jesus today. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise God. I just know, I, I, I don't know who I'm, I'm thinking of. I mean, I don't know who this is, but there is some of you here today, that, and that applies to you. You have not had the connection to an earthly dad that was loving and good to you. It was rather different than that. Distant, and some of it was even worse than that. But I just want you to take that today, that, your heavenly Father knows all about you. He cares for you. And I just so want you to connect with him today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You've been listening to a Life Church podcast. We're located in Benalla, Victoria. To find out more about Life Church, search for Life Church Benalla in your favourite internet search engine or on social media. We pray this podcast has been a blessing to you.